0: Alright, so a very warm welcome to all of our viewers here today. Today, we are graced by the presence of Dr. Vincent Chen, who will be speaking on the topic of Every Child Needs a Coach. So, Dr. Vincent, very warm welcome to you. Hey, Joel. Nice to be here at the Gathering of the Great Minds. Thanks for inviting me. Sure, Dr. It's an honour. So, just a bit about Dr. Vincent before we dive into the topic. So, Dr. Vincent is a medical graduate from the University of Manchester and he's also a former psychiatry registrar. Uh, along with that, he has a tremendous experience in education and currently leads uh, FISKL, also known as Fairview International School Malaysia, as their principal. And as the principal of FISKL, he's leading them on a successful journey, nurturing their students as well as winning uh, numerous awards and rightly uh, so. So, Dr. Vincent, uh, we're no stranger to the old adage of Give a man a fish, he will live for a day. But teach a man to fish and he will live for a lifetime. So, I believe you're a strong advocate on teaching and properly coaching children to get the very best out of them. So, what are your general thoughts on every child needing a coach? Okay, so I'll give you some context. Um, we've, as a psychiatry, former psychiatry professional, um, so, do you know the difference between psychologists and psychiatrists? first. I had to draw that firm line because a lot of people mix it up. Psychologists are the nice guys that lie you down on the couch and talk to you. Psychiatrists are the ones who put you in a straitjacket, give you injections and electroconvulsive therapy. That was my job. So I spent a long time dealing with people who were absolutely and utterly insane. Um, that along with depressed people. Um, I left medicine many years ago to come back to education. Uh, and ever since then, I've been very interested in how do we make sure our youth grow up to be strong and resilient? Um, is there a problem with the education system uh, that seems to prioritize the wrong things, sending the wrong signals and developing the wrong type of talent uh, these days? And and I came to that conclusion. Yes, I think there is a problem. We need to start focusing on the overall well-being of every child that comes through the education system. So one of, I've led a few initiatives, but one of them I was really trying to get at was um, this concept of coaching. Now, coaching in the executive world is well known to be the most impactful activity anybody can go through. Like, if you if I gave you a coach, you should, you know, thank the stars because that's the one thing that's going to turn your life around. Um, the problem is coaches are really expensive. I mean, in Malaysia, you have to pay something like $2,000 an hour to 2500 one hour. That's about as much as several people earn in a month. Um, so it's it's only for the rich and wealthy, honestly speaking. Um, should something this amazing be for just a few select people in the world who can pay for it? I thought to myself, I don't think so. Is there a way to bring, maybe not all of it, but a large part of it to everybody? So we, we identified something called performance coaching, um, which is a very simple process of set a goal, or rather think about the problem you want to solve, set a goal, create an action plan, keep heading towards that goal and be held accountable by your group um, And we thought, let's let's put this together. We created a program, we set every child in the school on it and then we had some pretty amazing results. That was that was kind of the idea of what we did, why we did that. Right, that, that sounds absolutely interesting and, and it seems like a very good idea as well. So I'd just like to dive more on, on uh, probably your your experience on coaching and all that. So as mentioned earlier, coaching is probably like, like like what you say, you should thank the stars, even a coach. So in any sport as well, a coach would be seen as like the key player in ensuring the team's success. So in your opinion, what is probably the essence of a coach that enables the child or anyone under their, their training to, to just like at least I'd um, I, I like to borrow from somebody much smarter than me um, and his, his name's Tom Landry He's, he said a coach is someone who tells you what you don't want to hear who has you see what you don't want to see so you can always be who you knew you could be a coach holds you accountable a coach drives you forward a coach doesn't let you give up on yourself that's I suppose a couple of very high compact act, instances of a coach um, and and everybody can coach anybody else you don't need a master's degree you don't need super human talent or anything like that it's a super simple thing to do. It does require a little bit of training, but it's not that hard all right yeah I, th- I think that that was a very nice uh, quote that you mentioned earlier. I'm still taking some time to process that uh, so uh, you mentioned that you you put uh put together this group of students where they hold each other accountable and so on and I think children are the key to our future so in terms of this coaching what is your vision uh, what do you see this, this, this uh, coaching process to accomplish in, in the near future or maybe long term okay um, the big reason why coaching is super powerful is uh, because it develops a certain number of mindsets um one is what we call a goal focused mindset. So you heard of these terms like laser focus, people with focus succeed. These these kind of statements. So if you're constantly heading towards somewhere, it's better than meandering everywhere. You know, a lot of people just grazed through life, allowing the uh, The river of life just takes them wherever it is and they just flow with it assuming that life is supposed to owe them a favor or something well that's not really the case but if you are driven to go somewhere even if it's the wrong place you'll still get a little bit closer and a little bit further than where most people are going so the first thing that we wanted to make sure that all of our children had was a goal driven mindset a mindset that kept searching for a sense of purpose If I don't have a sense of purpose today, I'll decide what is my purpose today, and tomorrow I'm going to decide it again. And eventually, I'm going to be able to decide on a purpose so many times, I'm going to call it my life purpose. See, I'm of the school of mind, and I believe there's many others out there that say, purpose is not discovered, it's developed. And the only way to develop a sense of purpose is to choose and stick with a purpose enough times till you get and gain an understanding about it so if you if you know if you want to be a doctor you want like me or you want to be a teacher whatever it is do it one day you're not going to get a sense of purpose doing that you got to keep driving at it for a short while enough time to gain some level of mastery and then you will you know you'll be able to decide properly then is this my life purpose or not okay so first one goal-driven mindset it's super important the second one is called an action-oriented mindset, and the best way I can describe this to you is a little bit like this. A lot of people in life behave like snipers. Okay, so uh, do you play Call of Duty? All right, okay. I love sniping. I'm a, I'm a big time sniper guy. Okay, uh, uh, DLQ. Now, um, so sniper does this: aim aim aim, 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 shoot. Now, the thing is that if the guy moves, you're in trouble if it's standing still and waiting to get shot everything is great but the you know the sniping idea sounds really great because you only take one shot or less shots but the problem is that life never stands still for you so sniping is incredibly difficult on a moving target you really don't want to snipe a moving target that's a dumb idea what you want to do with a moving target is you want to be a rifle shoot aim then shoot then aim then shoot then aim then shoot 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 aim, 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 aim. shoot, shoot, aim shoot shoot aim, aim so you're constantly shooting taking action and you're constantly aiming or changing your direction so it's it's a lot like pivoting if you heard the word pivoting uh, it's very common in, in, in uh, a lot of uh, thinking nowadays you can't work like a sniper in life you've got to be a rifleman where you pivot constantly and regularly and quickly um, and you take action don't get paralyzed by aim 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 you know, like, uh, I always tell a good friend of mine, you know, he keeps looking at all of his, the girls around him to find a girlfriend And then he says, uh, I think she's very nice, but I don't know, I don't know And he looks at the next one, oh, I think she's also very good, I don't know, I don't know, I'm so scared And by the time the evening is done, he hasn't talked to anybody all. Whereas I see another guy, he just talks to 20 girls and eventually one hits Well, I mean, I'm not advocating that people go on and do that kind of thing But you can see the effect is quite different so a goal oriented mindset and an action oriented mindset. These are two extremely powerful things that we want to develop through the coaching program in our kids. We are very sure it's gonna lead them to success in life. Thank you for that, Dr. I, I think I totally you. agree with that. Um, being goal driven and also action oriented. Because I feel most of kids most of these kids that are nowadays they tend to be in an autopilot mode where you know they just do they're just doing what needs to be done. And I think I also like the fact that you mentioned on purpose being developed instead of discovered. Because I see a lot of my friends also, it's, uh, I ask them what do you want to do and then ah, I'm not too sure, we'll just see what happens. You know? But yeah, I think one quote that comes to mind is also, uh, only dead fish go with the flow. So, you know, <laughs> purpose, yeah, being uh, developed is, is good, yep. That's a nice one. That's a good one, Joe yeah thanks thanks <laughs> so uh so Dr. another question is uh i think in life as students we all exposed teachers in school uh, tuition teachers and we have one-to-one sessions and then you know when we join sports we have coaches and all that so in your perspective what do you think differentiates this whole concept of coaching compared to uh, regular, you know, the classrooms as a regular classroom teacher and all that okay. well the the, the Action of coaching is a very specific action here. And remember, I I said I'm not doing, I I don't do all the types of coaching with my kids. I only do one type of coaching, which is called performance coaching. If you study into it carefully enough, you'll learn that there are many, many subsets to coaching. Things like uh, um, uh, life coaching, health coaching, there's so many. But I don't really want to focus on the rest of them. Just performance coaching. Now, very... Very similarly, when you when you speak to see your teacher, like, do you one-to-one, like, you don't understand this concept, he sits you down after the class and helps you. That's not called coaching, by the way. He's just explaining stuff to you. Coaching is a very specific activity. Um, and for me, it's setting, choosing a problem, setting a goal, helping you head towards that goal, and then keeping you accountable to drive towards that. So there are other kinds of coaching. But as a general rule, um, the moment you see anybody tell you what to do or what the right thing is to do, that's not coaching anymore. Coaching is to be very specific with the terms. And I mean, we're talking, this is a university, so we need to be a bit academic about this. Coaching is the process of drawing out the answers from inside you. Right? So the moment I start telling you, do A, do B, this is the right way, there, blah, blah, I'm telling you stuff, that's not coaching anymore. Because a true coach knows that the answers are in you. I don't need to tell you the answers, I may help you find them, but the answers are in you, you got this. And that builds confidence and strength. The easy way out, the cheap way, is just to tell you the answer, that's easy, but you'll never grow stronger and develop that self-confidence from that. Thanks for that. I think earlier, uh, coaching was kind of a grey area for you. I didn't know the distinction between coaching and teaching. Yeah, but I think now it's, it's crystal clear. So as mentioned earlier, as, as principal of Fairview International School, we just looked to know more about your experience uh, in terms of student coaching. What was it like and maybe on the practicality aspect of it, as well as, you know, operations from different parties and all that. Yeah. Okay, so I'll share something with you, but I think I'm going to get in trouble doing this. So. Um, I'll mince my words carefully. As a mental health professional, I was like, I came to school and I think, you know what, I need to do something about this. The kids aren't being developed holistically enough. We're not addressing the other aspects. We only focus on the grade. What's wrong with this situation? And so we started doing a lot of stuff, but we found ourselves lacking manpower. So I looked around and said, where is their manpower to actually do this stuff? And I asked, hey, who in the school should be taking point on all of this stuff, Um, it's not going to be the teachers because they already got stuff to do. Um, It can't be the principal because I'm supposed to be managing everybody. So who's supposed to be taking point? My answer was the counselors. Well, then I looked at the counselors and I said, look, guys, how many hours in a week are you actually busy? You want to take a guess, Joel, what that answer was on average? how many hours in a week show me your appointment book and tell me exactly how many hours are you actually doing stuff with kids of course well take a guess give me a number out of 40 hours of week, give me a number uh, i'll be on the safe side here and probably say half maybe 20 hours you oh, if it was 20 i'd be happy the answer was three which means that the problem the problem with all of mental health, and I'll tell you this is a problem not just in counseling. This is a problem in psychology clinics and in psychiatric clinics. They are super reactive. the The profession is designed to react. So unless somebody is super depressed and then shouts out for help, help me, help me, nobody acts. Nobody does anything, right? If you know, you, you tell a uh, hey, counselor, look, John and Jane they just broke up. Maybe you should do something, counselor. Say, um, no, I gotta wait till one of them comes to my door. Uh, counselor, John and Jane they broke up. Now John is crying already. Can you please go? No, nope. I gotta wait till he comes to my door. He's gotta come to me. I want to be helped? Then I can help him. Hey, guys, um, John's about to jump off the building. Oh, oh my gosh! Why didn't you come earlier? The, the problem with most mental health is super reactive. They sit there waiting for people to come to your doorstep. So I told the counselors, no, you get to keep certain hours open just in case kids want to walk in. But for the rest of the hours, you're mine. And you're going to do this coaching with all of the kids. So I hired a couple extra counselors. I kept all a nice open time for the kids, like break time, lunch time. These are the times that kids want to come and talk to a counselor anyway. But that's only two periods of one, like one hour in a day or something. And for the rest of the time, they are busy running coaching sessions for the kids and transforming them. And that's essentially how it worked. Um, the, the challenge with that, I lost all of my counselors at the beginning. Uh, they all resigned on me because they were like, this is not counseling. Well, then I said, well, no, it's not. And if you want to resign, at least there's the door. Um, I'm here to work with good mental health professionals who are willing to make a difference not mental health professionals who want to keep the status quo. And yeah, I showed them the door and I replaced all of the... Thanks, Dr. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a very, very interesting and intelligent approach as well in terms of uh, making use of these counselors. side of it. Um, another question is, uh, i like to quote Roger Crawford on this. Uh, so Roger Crawford is the first and only person in American history who is a certified professional and is healthy. With a severe disability. So he actually does not have hands. Uh, and uh, one quote that he mentioned is uh, being challenged in life is inevitable, but being defeated is optional. Yeah. So, what were some of your challenges, uh, despite the many that you mentioned, uh, in terms of properly integrating the student coaching system at your school? <coughs> I, I'm going to add on to that statement. I'm going to give you something that they call fail well, fail often fail fast if you can understand those three statements you are going to be the most powerful person at feeling and by definition you're going to be one of the most powerful people on earth because you know how to get up every time the coaching program was poo pooed by so many people most of all the people that were supposed to deliver it right at the beginning that was the biggest challenge Uh, and when the people that are supposed to deliver it don't believe in it then you have a real, real problem. So the first obstacle we had to overcome was to get a team on board that actually believed in the vision that every child could have a coach. Now, once we got through that, we had to get over the kids. Kids were saying, why do we have this extra thing to do? Oh, I just want to go home and play on my Facebook. So it was trying to prove to them that it was a good thing. But luckily for me, I'm a principal. So I just told everybody it's compulsory. Good luck. (laughs) Then of course it was the parents trying to get them, trying to persuade them that I'm not wasting their kids' time. But that wasn't very difficult at all, because uh, what I haven't told you is the results. So, do you set a New Year's resolution this year? Yes, uh, yes, okay. just like everyone else. I think. <laughs> yeah. What was it, by the way? Oh uh, well, I have this, this habit of uh, writing down my goals, and uh, then why are they important? what were my problems last year and how to overcome them. So it's like a yearly ritual that I did. Uh, I think uh-huh. it's, it's a pretty exhaustive place, so I will not want to bother you the But I think to sum it up, it's, it's mainly to uh, uh, excel academically as well as uh, uh, spiritually, yeah. Gosh, you're pretty organized. Most of my friends who are uh, set goals on New Year's Eve, they're half drunk. And they'll be saying things like, I want to quit smoking, I want to stop having so many girlfriends, I want to have a wife, Uh, I want to lose weight, that's a very common one by the way. And most of the people that I know, well, they just say their new year's resolution goal and then they forget about it for the remainder of the year until next year comes along. In the program, two out of three kids achieve their goals. Two out of three. This is terrifyingly good. Of that 2 out of 3, so that's actually, uh, the percentage is actually, I'm, I'm wrong there, it's uh, 76% of our kids. So that's about 3 out of 4, sorry. 3 out of 4 of our kids achieve their goals, uh, achieve 2 out of 3 goals, huh? not all 3. And the, in that 76% of our kids, they also achieve a increase in academic performance by 10% on average. That's it. And think just think, in one year, you go through this program, your academic performance increases by 10%. Multiply that by five years, because I start in standard four. If you go through this every year, what's going to happen? It, it's an incredible effect. So when I, when we started showing that data to our parents, they just went, oh, yeah, we love it, we're on board. That was my strategy, essentially, because parents see outcome and results. They don't the kids don't see that. Yeah, those are my essentially my challenges and all. No, no, I'm wishing that I had this performance coaching when I was younger, <laughs> so uh I think Fairview is a is a wonderful school and I think if I'm not mistaken, I actually came there for a model United Nations maybe six, seven years ah! ago. And we were yeah, we were kind of awestruck with all the facilities. I think that was a cool as well, right Doctor? Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, so so I just wanted to know: Do you think the student coaching program is largely visible only on schools uh, which have all of these complete human learning resources? And and do you foresee maybe a potential for a wide wide scale implementation of this uh, performance coaching? No, that, that's a that's a very good question. You should really sting that question even deeper. Um, but I think you're being nice to me. The, our school is founded on, was founded on some very basic principles of accessibility. Okay. Um, our founders actually started the school during a time where all the other international schools were super expensive and they created an affordable alternative. That's how we began. And that was the ethos ethos we began with, that international schools a good quality education shouldn't be for the rich and wealthy. So if you compare, um, we run the IB programs, and our average school fees are something like thirty-five thousand a year, and the next average school fees of an IB school is about ninety thousand a year, which is a lot of money. Okay. So we're not we're not super cheap yet. I think we're trying to get there, but we're not there yet. But it's part of our plan. That's it. I told you coaching is so expensive, and I'm trying to bring it to everybody. Okay, this is our future plans. Huh? We are currently building an online platform to run the entire coaching platform, entire thing, right? We are also preparing university level courses with our university uh, college Fairview, which is our sister university, to train people to run these programs or train people in the coaching process. And once you put those two things together, people who can run the course, and a course resource availability that is scalable. What we want to do is we want to bring it to everybody so that everybody can benefit, not just the guys in Ferraris, because that's one of the most important things in our value system. It's not a it, good quality education should be for everybody. I can't say that enough. Yes, yeah, so I think that's a very, very noble rule. So I think we're we'll be down to our last question. So what are your aspirations and hopes uh, for the system? I think this question overlaps with the previous question. But what are your aspirations and hopes uh, for the system to be implemented in Malaysia's education system? I'm hoping that somebody's going to listen to your podcast and call me. And whoever calls me, I, I will give this much. Uh, the fa- first five people or five schools that call me, I will give the program to your school for free. Right, that? Thanks, Doctor. I think you've already spiked our audience uh, a lot, <laughs> I think. <laughs> so, uh, Doctor, I think uh, we've reached the end. So, thank you so much for giving so much of uh, insights. To I think I've already learned a lot from you, uh, especially the goal-driven approach, the action-driven action, action ribbon, uh, approach and all that. So, would you have any last pieces of advice you'd like to give our viewers for this podcast? Um, I, I Yeah, I got one for you. Good research has already told us that the most successful people, the most successful children are not those who score the highest in the class. Contrary to popular belief, it's not the guys who are the naughtiest in class either. It's the kids who are the friendliest and the kindest. So I challenge every educator and every parent out there if you want to be successful, be kind, and you're going to go very, very far. Alright, thank you so much for that. That was a very awesome piece of advice. Yep, so I think we, we, we've done. So yeah, once again, thank you so much for your time. And I'll pass it back to the director, Mohan. Uh, so,